Welcome to the Faithful Dads Podcast, a conversation between three new dads thinking through how we can do a faithful job of parenting these little people God has entrusted to us. Welcome to Dads Alive. <laughs> do the five. Come on. So- <laughs> <laughs> So also he has a doctor's appointment in Newcastle and can't make it. And yeah, right. I don't want to go by myself because I don't want to see it twice. <laughs> Fair enough. What movie? Um, it's the one about something. Downtown Abbey. Oh. Downtown Abbey <laughs> movie? Hmm. Well, I wanted to see it with Tia as like a date thing because she would know that it would be a really nice thing for me to do. <laughs> but she was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So I've told you about the structure. I haven't told you about. I've come up with a, a new structure. A, a what? A new structure. A brief structure. A draft structure. Yeah, Chris mm-hmm. is wearing briefs. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just. That's why I'm just talking a little bit higher than normal. <laughs> yep. Coffee. Joe doesn't like sleep. You are all over that sleep deposit state. Uh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't like it's a flavored latte mix. So it's it's, it's a coffee adjacent. <laughs> and uh, you say coffee for Jason. <laughs> coffee adjacent. Like I, I, I don't know if I'd call it coffee. Yeah. Coffee, but are you it, picky about your coffee? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I get to be because. This thing I'm picky about is not too strong. So. <laughs> what? Like. That your coffee's not too strong. Yeah. Yeah. But. It doesn't actually keep me up that much. So. There you go. So. Does anyone want to start? Would you rather? No, that's my, that's my question. I have the question. <laughs> oh, you. Oh. It was making up would you rather <laughs> when you say start do you mean to be asked or would you rather or do we have a dad high dad low well, either, funny story either or let's okay let's start with this would you rather lose your sight or lose your hearing I think hearing pardon oh at least you could get yes your hearing back yeah like sight's like super permanent unless your phone hollows is he dead? I don't know. But he gives sight to the blind. <laughs> Have you not seen his ass? Oh, it's yep. You know who I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that I would rather see than hear. But see, hearing sort of makes up, like you're so, like you're using your hearing all the time. Like imagine, <clears throat> I don't know, it sort of cuts out a whole lot of mm. like, it, like your perception of stuff, hearing. Like, I think it's easy, It's easier for me right now to lose my sight. Mm. Note, I have my eyes closed. <laughs> than to lose my hearing, which is, you know, you can block your yeah. ears, but you can still sort of hear. But actually losing... There's a there's a guy at our work who is... Um, he is deaf. And he still drives himself to work and, mm. like, does a lot of... Like, he works in IT and, and does a lot of things. I feel like there's a lot more... Like, you're, you're still able to be a lot more independent. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I think I, think I would choose, I would rather lose my hearing. Mm. Yeah, hearing, like, every time. Yeah? Yeah, like, my daughter's beautiful, but she sounds horrible sometimes. 
Don't you agree? Like touche. I think that's a. I think that's that's good. Okay. <laughs> so, do you, either of you have a dad high or dad low? I don't know if it's so much a dad high. It's definitely a dad funny story. I watched my daughter the other day in the bath. She was sitting in the bath chewing the uh, chewing a plastic coat, <clears throat> and she dropped it. And normally, her response would be to just pick it back up and begin chewing on it again. But instead, she placed her hands either sides of her legs. And then just slowly leant forward as if to pick it up with her mouth. And I would just casually just watch to make sure that nothing bad would happen. Just I was like, I'm I'm interesting to I'm interested to see how this plays out. And she just leant more and more forward and then you just hear <laughs> and she shoots her head up and looks straight at me, face covered in water, with this like look of shock, like what just happened? And I just, I just had to look at my daughter and I'm like, oh man, you are definitely my baby. She's <laughs> like, that is some astounding logic on your behalf. <laughs> so that's my dad laugh for the week. Yeah, okay. Josh, you're frowning intently. Oh, I'm, I can't remember anything. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. <laughs> so it's just been a very normal week. Yeah. You and I sung The Lion King to Margot. And Margot Road special. And Margot Road special. <laughs> Was Kathy cool about that? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Can you elaborate? Kathy had a horse once that I buried called Special. There was a toy horse at Jared and Kathy's, and I put Margot on it and said, Look, Margot's riding Special. Ah, uh, okay. Did you know that? You ready for my pony fact? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> that a pony isn't just a young horse, <laughs> like a puppy to a dog. It's a different breed. A pony. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Like a retriever is a type of breed. No, no, no. Like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Yeah, because you can get Shetland ponies. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a blue healer to a Labrador. They're completely different. Yeah, Okay. I always thought a pony was a, pony was a baby horse. <laughs> I, I mean, think they are, but you also have ponies. So you have pony clubs. You don't have to trade your horse in every 12 months. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So the questions for tonight are, um, what does your nighttime routine look like? What has been your approach to sleep training, getting a child to go to sleep by themselves? What tricks have worked for you? Have you dealt with the change in your sleep pattern and what are some of the ways that you have loved your wife in her sleep-deprived state? So I wanted to start off by clarifying the term of sleep training. Mm-hmm. So I checked out um, two websites. One is um, babycenter.com.au and they described sleep training as any approach you take to help your baby learn to settle herself to sleep. Once she can do this, She's more likely to sleep through the night. And babysleepsite.com. Webster's Dictionary. Talked about five common sleep training slash sleep coaching techniques. Fading, pick up, put down, the, to, the, the chair method, controlled crying, Ferber, graduated extinction, or um, extinction and cry out. Cry it out. You sound like football games like, at school yeah like pick up put down <laughs> yeah the chair method sounds like that one scene in Shrek where the 
Give him a chance! Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, crying out, I don't know what that one is. And then, all I can think for the other one is, Furba. Furba. Who's <laughs> <Oos> Furba? <laughs> yeah. So, what are your initial thoughts on um, sleep training? Initial thoughts. Or do you have any initial thoughts? You may say, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last thing is, isn't it? A look cast. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, look, sleep training, I think, is definitely good to do for your sanity. I do have to laugh at the will help your baby to sleep better overnight. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there are some nights that I definitely don't feel like that's the case. Yeah, I think I think it is a good thing to do. I think it's a natural progression eventually. You just have to teach them to sleep one way or another. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Our sleep training didn't go as I thought it would. I thought we would do it one way, mm-hmm. and that just wasn't working, and we just got to the point of we have to try something that we didn't want to try, mm-hmm. which we did, and it worked fine, and as far as I'm aware, our kid's still fine. What were the ways you would try and not try? Uh, I think, so some of those ones I mentioned before, I think the chair method, those sort of ones. What's um, the chair method? So the chair method. So we sit next to them and watch them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that sort of. Is insane. We didn't. We didn't want to do the um, method which we ended up doing, which was um, crying it out. So just having a night of, you cried for about an hour and then went to sleep. The next night cried for twenty minutes, went to sleep. Next night maybe five minutes, and from there is been fine. So we didn't want to do that because of. Studies that had shown about children's psychology and how this affects them and all that sort of stuff, but I think we just came to the conclusion that you just you got to do what you got to do to get to get it done within within reason, obviously. Um, Don't tape your baby to the bed. You could play tapes to your baby Ooh, in the bed yeah. if you were from the eighties or early nineties. All were really stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Initial thoughts. Good. <laughs> Any other initial thoughts? No. Um, <clears throat> so, I thought we could then uh, talk about any Bible verses that had anything to do with our topic of conversation. Um, I have several here, but either of you have any that you had came come across? Jared's nodding. That was not in the show notes. The show notes. It wasn't in the show notes. We'll get there. We'll get there. I think the biggest thing was I didn't send it to you because it's in a Word document. To get it from Word to you, in my head, was too much of a complicated process. Did you email it to me? I'm trying to remember. I've got an email address. Does it work, though? I don't know. I forget what I, I forget my yeah, process. I, I was trying to find. I'm sure you, like, sent something to me, but I cannot find where it was. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, will be, <clears throat> I will send it to you tonight. <laughs> Your Highness. After we've done the show. Yeah, for next <laughs> show for the next ones. Okay, no worries. Sorry, I thought you were saying you were gonna send me the sh- the notes for this show tonight <laughs> after we've done it. Helpful. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Jared. Yes. Yeah, look, I think sleep is is very important and I mean obviously there's no Bible verses on here's how to get your baby to sleep and here's how to sleep train your baby. Um, but what we can take away from the Bible is that 
rest is good. Um, you know, we're commanded to rest. Uh, like in the gospel, uh, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and lean and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so that's just a real, like, come to God and, and find rest. But at the same time, you know, Psalms 127 says, It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. I think that's such a, like, that's a great verse. Like, the fact that, like, God loves us so much that he gives us rest. And I think as well the fact that, you know, the the first time we see sleep mentioned in the Bible is when God puts Adam into a deep slumber and, you know, the the only other sort of reference of rest there is the rest that God takes at the end of, you know, the seven days. And so it's, it's this idea that <clears throat> human sleep, God rests, but God doesn't need sleep. Um, and as Charles Spurgeon said, God gave us sleep to remind us we are not him. And I just think like... Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I, I need sleep. Like, if I don't... I remember when I used to do, like, all-nighters, and the next day I would just be a cranky mess. Like, I would not be pleasant to be around. And just how good is it that that's not God? Like, that if, you know, I don't have to worry about whether God got a solid 8 to 12 hours of sleep and if I'm going to do the wrong thing and he's just going to smite me there on the spot. He's able to do so much more, like, while I'm sleeping. And, yeah... So, yeah, I think the Bible verses that I ended up finding were um, just saying our sleep is sleep is good. Um, Psalm 132, verses 4 to 5. I will allow no sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids till I find a place for my Lord, a dwelling for my mighty, for the mighty one of Jacob. So that's all I'm talking about, not sleeping Ooh, until... Putting yeah. it off until you do what needs to be done. Yeah. Mm. Proverbs, do not love sleep or you will grow poor. Stay awake and you will have food to spare. Mm-hmm. So another, that's another one about um, not sleeping. Um, and, you know, saying that sleep is not something to be... Idolised and... Yeah. And Ecclesiastes, the sleeper of a labourer is sweet, whether they eat little or much. But as for the rich, their abundance permits them no sleep. So, you know, labouring is good, mm-hmm. sleeping is good in conjunction with that, so... Yeah, like you said, I don't think there's a Bible verse on sleep training a mm. child, but... I like that last one. Like, it just... It reminds me... I listened to a sermon once that pointed out the the difference between the sleep that Jonah had on the boat and the sleep that Jesus had on the boat. And Jonah, when he's asleep on the boat, running from what God's called him to do, has this restless sleep while a storm's going on and he's sort of tossing and turning like because he's you know anxious and he's he's trying to get away from all these issues and he ends up getting thrown overboard whereas Jesus after days of work like falls asleep on a boat in the middle of a storm and it doesn't even bother him like and to me like that difference of like that sleep is like sleep that is earned um, but also shows like you know the human nature of Christ um, yeah and I think. That, you know, labourer, sleep of a labourer is sweet. Like, you know, how how good rest is to us when we get the sleep that we need. Yeah. Um, Josh, 
What does your uh, nighttime routine look like? We try to get Margot down by about quarter past to half past seven. So usually just, you know, play around in the afternoon. And then Sound heaps fun. Yeah. It is good actually. Yeah. And then um and then we do like oh they've got these little jars of risotto and stuff. So you just, you feed her one of them and then give her some of the yogurt and then we play around a bit more. And then she has some milk. And I put her in the bath, get her scrubbed up and read her a book and put her down. Side question, do you use like um, soap or bubble bath or something in, in the bath or do you just, just water? Just water. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, she poops in it too much to waste. Yeah, fair enough. Just, is she still doing that? Yeah. The other week she did a standing poo. I heard it pop into the bath and she looked down and stomped it to pieces. See, these are the stories that I love. I, I can't wait to, you know, when they're at an age to comprehend and be like, mm. I remember when you were a baby, yeah. you did a standing poo. I was right there. Etc. Etc. It's been good. Standing poos. No, they're not time routine. Yeah, no, it's good. Why? Um, why? Why do you say it's been good? Um, I think Margot comes to expect it now. Like, so we do the feed, and then we do the milk, and then Tay puts Margot on the floor, and she runs to the bathroom, like crawls as fast as she can, and stands up on the side, and we run the bath. That's cool. And then I pick her up, and then sometimes I put her down when she's nud, and she like runs around, and then like <laughs> comes down to the bath and tries to hop in. Put her in there, and so I think like it's really good for for her to like know what to expect at the end of every single day. Like, I I think that's really important mm. for kids. It's not, I, something I'd never comprehended or thought about. And praise the Lord, Jen was on top of that enough to be like, you know, reading whatever books and getting that information to say that you know, having that the kid to know that there's an expectation mm. is great. Mm. Um, Jared, what's your nighttime routine look like? Uh, it's very similar. So I'll get home from work and I get to play with my daughter, which is awesome because after a day dealing with adults and students, like I just need some Hallie time. Um, so I'll play with Hallie while Kathy and I talk and then uh, we do dinner and so Hallie will go nuts and manage to get food just about everywhere. Um, and then we, depending on how early dinner is, we'll clean her up and either sit down for another bit of a play. Otherwise, if, you know, if it's close enough to six o'clock, we'll start the bath up. And so I just take Hallie into the bathroom and run the bath. We do the bath time routine, just let her play for a bit and then wash her up, scrub her, don't use any soap. And then, yeah, get her out of the bath, get her dressed, hand her over to mum and Kathy gives her a feed, and then we play a game where I will zip her into a sleeping suit and I ask her if she's smuggling any monsters into bed and throw up her legs into the air, and she giggles and finds it hilarious. And then um, we pretend to go to bed, but she leans back over the door and to look at Kathy one last time and gives her a big smile and a wave, which is very cute. Um, and then, yeah, we go and read uh, two or three stories, um, Whoa! Yeah, Hallie loves them. She you sits are there, committed. Yeah. And then we pray, 
And then I turn on her white noise machine, turn off her light, give her a cuddle, put her in bed and just say, good night, I love you. I've forgotten about that. We used to have a white noise mm. machine. Yeah. yeah, we've got one. Oh, I cannot stand the thing. Really? Oh, it drives me bananas. I'm worried that... I think, I'm worried, Margot, we're going to be out somewhere and it's going to start raining. She's going to drop dead on the floor. You've conditioned that. No, Margot, no! <laughs> but she just starts crying because she thinks it's bedtime. <laughs> I'm worried that, like, Hallie's going to outgrow it and I'm not going to be able to sleep because I've conditioned myself. No, uh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Hallie, Hallie will be in bed by seven and then get to watch a movie or The Office, Survivor. Take your pick. Take your pick. You should try having a shower with your child. Obviously, you'd have to hold them the whole time. It's just really nice. Earlier on, when, you know, before Hugo could walk around, that's, you know, it was doing baths, sometimes baths, sometimes showers, but just that... I don't know, it was just it was just nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We did. But it doesn't settle her the same way sitting in a bath mm. does. Yeah. And she plays I think she has her own game set up. Yeah. So she plays with all mm. the different toys. And see, I just I love that because it just is another example of different things work for different mm. kids and as a parent yeah, you've yeah, got to yeah. be perceptive yeah, of what yeah. yeah, that's great. Well I think she thinks it's playtime if mm. I have a shower with her. Like I think she thinks it's not wind down, go to sleep no, time. It's yeah. Not yeah. I remember when we first gave Hallie a bar, like, you know, a week after she was born. And then after that, just gave her showers. And we would just shower. And she loves it. Like, she's such a water baby. Like, yeah. just spent the first time in the shower, just mesmerized by the shower head. And yeah, multiple times after that, just would sit there and laugh at the shower head. And, and she's really good. Like, I used to be able to just put her under the water and she didn't bat it well she batted an eyelid but it didn't phase her yeah. I thought it was hilarious um, but once we moved to the new place and the bath is so good that, and she just loves water so we're just like eh, yeah, she nice. enjoys it and you know if we're in a rush we can always give her a shower but yeah she seems to enjoy the bath very good a friend of mine said that they had to transition out of the dad showering with the daughter when the daughter started trying to pee standing up, so probably not an issue for you, but <laughs> okay. That's not for fairly bars. old. <laughs> well, like I, I think a little bit older than Hugo. What's the yeah. What's the problem though? Like I don't see any problem with it. Oh, they were just like, oh, okay. Like she's obviously picked up that there's a big enough difference that she is now trying to pee standing up, and so they're like, oh, and so they transition to bath time. I find it real awkward. I, like, do not particularly like being in the nud with my naked daughter. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just find it a bit like I would hate for someone to, like, get the wrong idea mm. or, like, yeah, yeah, to not think something was, like, right. Yeah. I feel much more comfortable mm. not sharing. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. What does a nighttime routine look like? So, yeah, ours has, ours has changed slightly. Um, over the last couple of months, we've started showering first. That's the first thing we do. That's the first part of the routine where it was shower after dinner, just because Hugo's been taking a bit more longer mucking around at dinner and whatever. Like, okay, shower first, then dinner, then into the bedroom, you know, into, into the sleeping bag. Mum comes in, says goodnight, 
and then she leaves and we um we sit down we've just started reading the bible which is cool um i think that's just we were reading storybooks you know different storybooks but now we're just reading the bible before ben um and he gets his storybook time throughout the rest of the day with his mum or me in the afternoon um and then it is prayer time so we pray and then and then i sing a song depending on timing depends on how long the song will go for but yeah i always have the same thing i think you guys have mentioned previously that yeah similar thing whereas i have the same script of you know i love i love you it's time for sleep i'll see you tomorrow yeah and then i think it's probably the favorite part of my day because it's the only time that he's still and just hugging Mm me so i'm holding him he's got his arms around my neck and he's got his head down (sighs) there are times when i'm just like i take that moment and Mm -hmm. just go and get a bit emotional and just go to enjoy this policy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's. So you start singing. Pretty much. <laughs> one of the things that song is Wonderwall. One of the songs. One of the songs. One of the songs I sing is Wonderwall. I'm not sure how. I think it just came into my head, but it's like a slower version. Mm-hmm. Like Hugo, you're my Wonderwall. I don't know what that means though. So. Mm-hmm. But Margaret does this thing where you like. You do the whole routine, you read like the, the, the kids' Bible storybook, you pray, and then I've made a expect it now, is that I lay her down, chest down in her, you know, thing, and then she she has her hands up either side of her head, and she starts grinning, and then I lean down, I give her a big kiss on her cheek, and she flicks her head left and right, and then goes back to sleep. And she's just like, every night she expects a big kiss, and she like, waits. Oh, that's, that's so cute. Oh, I think I only, like, stumbled across it one day. I just did it, and now she's like... <laughs> <laughs> Even when she's screaming, she seems to, like, respond really well. Mm. Yeah, nice. Hallie's one at the moment is you put it down, and the first thing she does is rolls onto her side, tilts her head back, and then just holds her hands together and just falls asleep. Oh. And I'm like... And so she has this, like like arch to her body and just hands closed on the side. I'm like, where, like, where have you learned this? Like, what are you doing? But it's so cute. That's, that's awesome. So what has your, been your approach to sleep training, getting your child to sleep by themselves? Are you up to that point yet? Or Mario is one in a couple of weeks. You. In a couple of days. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I think we started, like, both at the same time. Like, we did night and day sleep training. Yeah. But the days didn't take so well. So, like, we got through the nights. And then, um, but then, like, I came home and I realised that Tear had been, like, wearing earplugs in the house because she hated the sound of Margot crying oh. through the day. And she was like, do you think I'm a bad person if we don't do daytime sleep training. And I was like, no. <laughs> She's like, okay, I really hate it. And I was like, yeah, just, it's fine. But then like, so then for a while, Margaret only slept on tea. Oh yeah. And then after maybe another two months, she, um, she just goes down for day naps now and there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's a good light. Mm. Mm. Well, now she like settles herself. In the day and the night. It's pretty, pretty hands-off yeah. parenting. Jared? Uh, yeah. Well, we did uh, sleep training 
with the cried out method. Um, so we started at night. We were, we were just going to do the night time and just sort of keep her, her daytime ones, you know, as, as needed, just cause, you know, we we're trying to make sure she got the, her naps in for the day because she was, she was not great at sleeping through the day. Um, so yeah, so the first, first night was just, you waited, uh, I think it was like eight minutes of crying and we went in and just said, you're okay. Well, I, I went in cause, um, the idea was that I would go in and like for any resettling that way she would get used to if it's dad going back to sleep, if it was mum that she was getting fed. Um, so I would go in and just say, you're okay. Like just, just tell her we loved her, that we're just outside, close the door. And then we waited 10 minutes, went back in, came back out, waited and it was 14 minutes, went back in, came back out, 20 minutes, went back in, came back out. 30 minutes, went back in, came back out, and then we just left it and she fell asleep. And the next night, I think we did 20 minutes, went back in, came back out, and, and eventually, like, you know, you just lessen the amount of times, and, and she just learned to, you know, once we said it's time for bed, she just put herself to sleep. And so, yeah, there's some nights now that we just put her down and she she's out before, you know, you close the door. Other nights, she, she cries for about five minutes, but... It's nothing, you know, she's not screaming the house down. It's just sort of more she's tired and it's just a, a cry that she's tired and she'll knock herself out in about five minutes. And, and yeah, so that's the routine. The, like, that's the, the way we did it. And we just transitioned that into the daytime sleep. So we just helped her to put herself down during the day. And and then, yeah, even with overnight, if she, at the moment she wakes about twice for a feed and that's normal. Um, but occasionally if she, if she stirs fairly soon after she had a feed or, um, you know, an extra time, we sort of give it a minute and sometimes she just puts herself back to sleep after she wakes up, you know, four o'clock in the morning, which is a bonus. You only really realize after you wake up at seven o'clock and go, oh, she went back to bed. Cool. (laughs) Nice. It's funny hearing... You know, you guys talk, remembering that I've forgotten stuff. Mm. So, and you just saying that we did a similar thing of going in, giving him a cuddle or whatever yeah. and putting him down. That was part of yeah what we did as well that I yeah. forgot to mention. But you've just, yeah, mm. reminded me. So, um, yeah, we were rocking him to sleep mm-hmm. and then just realized, got to a point of just going, we can't keep doing this. I'm, I'm just, yeah, no, I just can't. So, Jen... Jen read up about some different ways of getting a child to sleep by themselves. Um, and, yeah, we didn't want to try having him cry to s- himself to sleep because of the potential psychological risks, the studies and whatever, you know, that we read that and thought, oh, let's not, let's not do that. But in the end, that's what worked. And, you know, we came to a point of talking with other mums who have, you know, three, four, five, six kids mm. who have all worked for and we know the kids. And anyway, we realised we were being maybe a little bit precious not to say that if that's the way that you do it, you're being precious. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's, I felt that's what we was where, where we were coming from. Yeah. I think, yeah, the first night he cried for about an hour maybe. Mm-hmm. And then from then on it lessened. And mm. I think maybe during the daytime sleeps was when we went in and did the, yeah. it's all right, come on, you know, sleep time. But now, now he's a gun. I think so much so that if he is woken, like if there's a loud noise outside or, 
for whatever reason, he'll wake up and uh, but then go yeah. back to sleep. And not, you know, it doesn't need yeah. in the day. Um, in the day, it depends on mm. many factors, but in the night time, it's he'll just put himself back to sleep. Yeah, like, it's right. not like oh no, he's awake and yeah. it's midnight. <laughs> oh, we're pretty pretty confident yeah. he'll go back to sleep. Um, so yeah, to continue on from that, one of the tips or the tricks that worked for me. Um, once again, being a little bit precious, I think we didn't want to use a dummy, mm-hmm. but found that that was really helpful in putting him to sleep. Um, it worked yeah, it worked a real treat. So uh, at one stage, I would sit on the lounge and my feet were um, on the footrest so that my knees were up and I'd lay Hugo on my leg so his head was in front of me looking up at me and his head was on my knees. Then I'd bounce my legs up and down mm. and that would be the way that I'd put him to sleep and I'd hold the dummy in his mouth. He didn't want it in there, but eventually yeah. he took it, sucked it, and at one stage, that's what, what I was doing, mm. bouncing him on my knees and then gently picking him up. <laughs> and we had a bit of trouble putting him down. There's a, there was a time when mm. putting him down would just wake him up no matter yeah. what. It felt hopeless. I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't envy, envy mm. those days. Tips or tricks? I mean, for Hallie... She hated the dummy. Yeah, she, I mean, there was points where we were like, just just take the dummy, like, for our sanity, please take the dummy. But, yeah, she just wanted no point of it. Yeah, it's, I mean, for us, like, it's just stuff like, you, you know, you'll learn the cries. Um, and so for us, knowing when she was crying down or when she was crying up, like, was the difference between going in and getting it. Like if, if she was crying, but it was a tired cry and she was getting quieter, you know, she's off to bed. But if she's working herself up, you're like, all right, I need to go fix this. And, um, and I mean, there's still times now where occasionally she just like the other day, she, she'd had maybe 10 minutes of sleep across the first nap and maybe 20 if we were lucky on the second nap of the day. So Kathy just went and gave her a, um, a third nap because she was just a wreck. Just and just it. held her and, you know, just let her sleep on Kathy. And she fought for, you know, I think Kathy said like 10, 15 minutes and eventually she just gave in. So, yeah, so you can, like, routine is great, but, like, don't be afraid to just do something else. <laughs> and they're pretty good. Like, they will, they will resettle into a routine even if they, uh, you know, get knocked about a day or two and, and yeah. Any tips or tricks, Josh? Or just something that worked for you for, for Margo in sleeping? I think I think knowing who the wobbly parent is. Like knowing which parent won't cope with their kid crying. Like for me, it sorta of doesn't really bother me if she screams the house down. I just find it annoying. Yeah. Whereas for Tear, like when she puts it down during the day, she prays that that Michael will go to sleep quickly and she won't be too distressed. Mm. And, like, I understand that she's praying for Margot, but it sounds a little bit like she's praying for herself as well. And, and, like, I'm definitely not the one to be worried about her crying, and Tay just is a mum and loves her so dearly, and this is how she responds. And so I think, like, knowing the cries, like you're mm. saying, and then being the right parent to go in. But, yeah... Uh, if you're a single parent out there, hats off to you. I do not know how you do it. No, I agree, definitely. 
That is that is a hard slog. How have you dealt with your, your change in sleep patterns since having a child? I sleep better. Like, I do not hear Margot in the night and tear. I think in a year, I've probably been up four times with Margot in the night. And considering Tear's done 351 or 355 other days or whatever it is. But, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think yeah. that it's been, like, it's such an imbalance if he does the night stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My sleep's awesome. It just means that, like, like at the end of the day, when Tear's exhausted, like, that that last feed Tear does and then she hands my go over, it's now not... Tears responsibility, and she can sort of, you know, she often just does housework and cleans up the kitchen and puts stuff away. Would you say that's one way that you love Tear and her tiredness then? Yeah. Yep. I would say we've fallen into, like, the pattern of doing this, but I'm sure that Tear will say that it was very purposeful (laughs) and that she planned all this. She's a very good planner. Mm. Amongst many other things. Yes. She's a fantastic woman too. Um, sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation for me or for Kathy? You. Have you dealt with your um, sleep deprivation? Oh, man. Well, yeah, I'm sorry to say, but much like Josh, I think I sleep better. When we were having, when we were pregnant, not when we were <laughs> having a baby, um, when Kathy was pregnant, uh, <laughs> it was a common conversation that we had that because I used to sleep terribly all the time like I just struggled with sleeping well um and Kathy was like how are you like you need to think how you're going to cope with minimal sleep and I was like oh like I'll just deal like I'll just be up like I'll, I'll be able to help out with the baby and uh like for the first couple of weeks just meant that I would be up later than Kathy uh Kathy would go to bed early and I would just be up holding Hallie just watching like TV or something and then yeah as we sort of went through I I mean for me I would still like panic and wake up for like just about everything but I would just I would fall asleep so much quicker straight away yeah and nowadays like I I rarely wake up for Hallie waking up in the night and I feel really bad because Kathy's the one doing it all but Kathy's usually happy to if it's just, you know, one or two feeds beyond that. She wakes me up, and which I'm more than happy to to take over from that point. But, yeah, I just – I'm usually passed out first, even if I'm, like, up later. Kathy usually says that the last thing she hears before she falls asleep is me snoring. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with sleeping lately, which is ironic because – so how do you love Kathy and her tiredness then? Um, some ways that you... Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, for the first couple of weeks, the way I did that was, you know, overnight, Kathy and I would just hold Hallie until she fell asleep, uh, which was usually after she finished feeding, she was passed out. Um, and Kathy would hold her for a bit and we'd watch an episode or two of that 70s show. Um, and then I would take her and Kathy would fall asleep. I would just hold Hallie, which was like my favourite time of the day. Just I'd get like an hour of just Hallie asleep on my chest and she was just quiet and you could just hear her breathing. I would just put, you know, an episode of TV on or watch a movie. Um, about halfway through, I'd just 
go and put her in bed. And I'd usually wait up till about 9.30, 10, just in case she woke up before that. And then I would turn everything off and go to bed myself. Um, and then, yeah, usually I'd be, you know, if, if Hallie woke up <coughs> and had a feed, I would set up with her and burp her and, and put it back down. Um, but, yeah, these days it's it's usually Kathy does the, the feeds overnight. Um, and if she wakes up at, for a, a third time the night, five o'clock onwards, I usually just go and sit with her, put her back to sleep, and she just sits on my chest for about 10 minutes just so she's asleep and I put it down. Or if it's the weekend and it's, you know, 5.30, I'll just go and sit there and let her sleep on me till 7 o'clock because that way I know that Kathy gets a full hour and a half of sleep. Mm. So Yeah, that weekend pick-up where you, you get them up and you keep them quiet. Yeah. And then I always text her and I say, I've got Margot, feel free to have a shower. Yeah. And the biggest, like, all capitals, thank you, always comes yeah. back. She's just like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, like, on, on the weekends, like, I'll do, like, a, I'll take her out, and, and Hallie, which is really good. Like, Hallie's just happy to sit there on the ground and play while I do breakfast and make cups of tea and then mm. take it all into Kathy and Brick Hallie, and she just sits in between us while we eat, so. That's my way of loving her. Oh, you're making me remember, like, those first couple of weeks where they, like, just sit and, like, just squint their eyes and look around and, like, purr like a kitten when they breathe. <laughs> Do you guys remember that of your kids, that oh. they, like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh, those first couple of weeks and, like, they just, like, squeeze their hands around and, like, do involuntary movements. Yeah, that is, yeah, I yeah, do remember that. keep them all swaddled up. Yeah, we were watching a video of Hallie the other day where she was just... She was trying so hard to move her hands to, like, pick up a book, and it was just... You could tell she was trying, but it was not going the way she wanted. <laughs> nice. So it sounds like both of you are loving your wives by taking the kids when you get home and by stepping in when, you know, when you need to, like if, you know, during the night time for you, Jared, or whatever, and then on the weekends, taking them in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you're not the primary caregiver... I always think like Tay works twenty four seven as the primary caregiver, and so like on the weekends, I'm actually somewhat available, mm. and so I can be there. To- but do you ever feel like? Do you ever feel like? Well, I'm I'm out, I'm out working, I'm earning, earning money, earning the money or whatever. I need a break as well. Like I yes yes, my wife is twenty four seven. I get that. But I, I also need a break too, like maybe a sleep in on a Saturday or something like that. I mean, for me, my break's the train ride to and from work. Oh, yeah. Because I just, you know, I can read a book, I can listen to a podcast, I can, you know, do whatever I need to. And having gone through like a phase where I was at uni and sleeping into like, you know, lunchtime, like nowadays, if it gets like seven o'clock and I'm still in bed, I'm like, my day's half over. I need to get up and do something. Like I just, like for me, weekends are such a commodity these days that I feel bad about sleeping in on weekends. On a moment on Sunday morning, so Jen and Hugo were at Jen's auntie's place down south, so I was home by myself. I think I may have gone to bed at maybe 10, 10.30 on Saturday. But yeah, I, I woke up at 7.30 on Sunday, like, 
oh my goodness, I had to be at church at mm. Sunday school. So I was like up and going straight away, which I hate doing. I like to get up mm. ease into the morning because I don't like the morning. But it was a weird, a weird feeling that to be jolted awake at 7.30. Mm. Like, oh my goodness, it's so late. Yeah. So I, I think my, my experience with sleep deprivation is similar to yours as well, both of yours. Mm. Just Jen doing the majority of the getting up because she's been the one who's fed him fed him to sleep and me saying, I don't want to get up because <laughs> I like my sleep. But, you know, I'll do whatever you need me to do, that sort of thing. Same thing um, in the morning time, I'll get him up on weekends, um, and, you know, give him breakfast and do that. And earlier on, I'd do that and then leave, go to the cafe, go to a cafe, go to the park, go for a walk or whatever. So Jen could leave him. Sometimes it was with him. Sometimes I'm not sure where, uh, what happened to him. So just, a, just a joke there for you. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We have the punishment cupboard. <laughs> Sven used to live in it. Oh, yeah? It's got window. He, like, he's breathable, but... It's a good good um place to have. You're like, oh... Get on top of the fridge. <laughs> this house is a nightmare. Have you seen that vine? The dad's like, that's it. Get on top of the fridge. And he's like climbing up there screaming, this house is a nightmare. <laughs> I, and Tara has seen it. And so every now and again, I'm like, get on top of the fridge. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, vines. Yeah, I'll have to find that one. So, yeah, I think... <laughs> I think I need to get better at loving my wife and her tiredness. I think my selfishness takes over more often than not mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, but I'm tired as well. And yes, you know, she's been working, doing a fantastic job, but I don't know, I'm prideful as well. And I think that I butt heads with Jen. Yeah, it's mostly my fault. Um, but it has been a great way to learn to be more gracious and mm. loving towards Jen. So that's, that's good. So yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've done in loving Jen in her tiredness is just picking up her slack, slack in inverted commas, not that she's slacking off, but she's not doing things that she normally would have that I've then needed to do, hap- you know, happily, and she's taking care of my son and doing a wonderful job. So well, her capability is just lessened. That's probably a better way of putting it. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> so, yeah, picking up, doing those mm. things that are not, you know, not being done and trying to do that with a good attitude, not a, Attitude. Yeah, because you can't keep tally. No. Marriage. Nope. Nope. Bad idea. (laughs) Yeah, because we lose that one. (laughs) (laughs) Ten out of ten times. If you you want to know how bad you are at something, keep a tally in your marriage of how bad your wife is. (laughs) No, um, I think, like, after we do dinner, often Kathy will be you know, in the bedroom feeding Harley. And I'll come out and I look over and I see all the dishes from dinner. And the last thing I want to do is do like pack the dishwasher, clean anything up. And I sit there and I have this internal struggle of I've worked all day. I don't want to. And I'm just like, Jared, man up, just do it. Like you do it. And then once it's done, you and Kathy can just, Relax. Really? Yeah. 
that I cannot do housework at night, but super happy to get up at five by myself and do anything. Like, I'll happily do the kitchen, pack the dishwasher, take clothes in, put clothes out. Just cannot get myself to do it at the end of the day. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think in part it's living with Kathy. I cannot stand dishes left. <laughs> and, like, I mean, that being said, there is nothing better than when I'm, like, you know, there's one pot that won't go in the dishwasher. And I'm like, do you want me to wash this up? And Kathy's like, no, I'll just leave it. <laughs> but yeah like if I see like plates and I'm just like no I can't deal <laughs> I need it gone <laughs> so yeah yeah I'm definitely a night time doing stuff stay up you know need be stay up till 11 you know 10 11 o'clock doing stuff to get it done so it's not not there in the morning <laughs> yeah I think more because I can't deal with waking up at five as well. Like, oh, right. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't no think way. I could. Oh, yeah, so. I mean, no. hats off to you. <laughs> no, the, but. those, like, when I've got to go to Sydney and so I get up at four, oh. I have never felt better in my life. I'm just like, I love an early morning road trip. And so usually I only have to get up early if I've got to go somewhere yeah. far away for a project or something. So I'm always just like... Heck yeah. <laughs> so I was in the mines. I got up at four, like 20 past four every every day for like day shifts. Now it seems insane. And I would get home at eight o'clock at night. Ugh. But now it seems like madness. But anyway. Madness. You seen that one? No, it's because it doesn't exist. <laughs> would you Got rather... Him. Watch vines or have Chris invent vines <laughs> and then ask if they're real. That's, that's an easy one. For you. <laughs> where is the both option? <laughs> or all of the above. Yeah. So, um, how would you summarise this conversation? I like to, you know, how would you read us digest this conversation? Six facts you didn't know about parenting. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was like... What is a reader's digest? Does oh, parenting yeah. cause cancer? <laughs> Find out. Page 74. <laughs> yes. <I mean. laughs> My mum had cancer, so I understand. She did. And Ruth. Skin cancer. Fiona. Yeah. Did not know that. Oh, I'm glad nothing came of that. Yeah, so I always tell people at Green Hills, so my mum had cancer, I already know about it. And they're like, <laughs> right. So I get the, when the lifesavers are like, hey mate, would you give $5? I'm like, dude, I cannot swim. I would not be helpful. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you don't like water either. No, I hate charities. <laughs> That's what they are. Can't stand them for good causes, though. No, I hate them. Just trust God. <laughs> Sorry. Reader's Digest thoughts, Jared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Reader's Digest thoughts. It's not the same with anything. Like each kid is so different, and don't try anything on this podcast at home because you're like, hey, that'll work. 
Cause give it a crack though. I mean, yeah, sure. If nothing else is working, but find find what works for your baby and what works for you. And I I totally get if you're not comfortable with cry it out because I'm not gonna lie, it is hard. There is I don't know. It is just it is hard listening to your kid cry and knowing that I'm not allowed to go in there yet. Um, but yeah, it's um it is it is good to teach them how to sleep um, and it's good for you to have sleep but at the same time like get up and do those four o'clock nappy changes and resettlings and because that is like it's merciful to go and give up your own sleep to give your child comfort so yeah I think I I would echo some of those sentiments I think every child is different so there's not a one size fits most ways sort of attacking this mm. part of parenting. Um, and you've just got to do what is best for your family. Yeah. Always keep that at the forefront of your minds when taking it or, you know, hearing advice from other people or whatever. Um, any parting thoughts? Um, get some rest. Go and have a lie down. In Japan, if you fall asleep at work, it's a sign that you're Oh, that's with- some crap you read on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> I hate that. And there's a picture of my mate <laughs> drinking a beer as well with the same stupid picture. Whatever you do, don't go on Facebook. It's the bad devil. Parents on there are fake. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> um, you say it louder? <laughs> you really heard it. Really heard it. My parting thoughts are I'm very interested to see how this whole sleep thing works with the second child. Yeah. So how that's going to work for the second child. And how that's mostly going to work with Hugo. Hmm. Little ping ying. Oh, just cute. I can't wait to meet it. Have you done ultrasound yet? Yes. So you've seen. Yeah. Le bebe. It's really cool. Like the first that ultrasound with Hugo, I was like, oh, you know, do you want me to be there, Jen? She's like, yes, I want you to be there. I'm like, okay, I'll be there. Do you not want to be there, Chris? I was like, I mean. That's your ping ying. Yeah. <laughs> That's where opinion came from. Um, but with this one, it was really cool to be excited mm. to see it and be, oh, it's a little hands and nose. Oh. So that's cool. Just as, a, as an extra sort of bit, I went down to the Central Coast to go to lunch with my nana, who's 95, for her birthday. My dad and my auntie and my cousin. And um, I was able to... I've been thinking since since we've started this, I've been really sort of meditating, or just maybe not meditating, but thinking a lot upon. I suppose they're the same thing, isn't it? Meditating and thinking a lot upon. No, Chris, you're telling the story. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, I asked my dad, I said, Dad, what sort of father do you think you were? Because I have a perception, but my perception of him as a father is mostly as a eight, nine, ten year old or whatever, mm. you know? So, um, couldn't quite put my finger on it. I think that was my problem. I couldn't quite put my finger on what sort of dad my dad was. I knew that he loved me. I knew that he did a good job because all us kids turned out really well. I have no ill feelings towards my dad. You know, that sort of mm. thing. I'm like, so, but because my dad is so different to me, mm. he, the way that I saw, saw him father is just not the way that I'm going to do it, only because we're two different people. So I'm like, oh, I was at this tension of he's not done it the way that I would have done it. Does that make mean that he hasn't done it well? 
I know that's not true. So they're trying to figure that out. So I asked him, I said, oh, what sort of dad do you think you were? I had a really good conversation with him about it that I thought maybe we could talk about or share in the future. But um, about just talk about your dad. Yeah, so maybe we could all have conversations about my with my dad about how... No, I'm just kidding. I, I could interview your dad and tell him what I thought when he was raising me, though. <laughs> I would be very interested to hear that conversation. <laughs> I would love to hear that Stephen, do you love me or do you just love needles and doctors? <laughs> Is his name Steve or Stephen? Both. Just like, <laughs> just like, is your name Josh or Joshua? So it's fully Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just slowly the birth certificate. And the baby's name? Steve. Uh, so Stephen. Mm. Steve. What, like, why Why wouldn't he be? No, okay. <laughs> well, I asked Darcy what her, if her name was short for anything. Some people are like that. <laughs> some people are like that, though. Like, say, like, some lilies are just <coughs> lily. Some... What's lily long for? <laughs> no, what's... No, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Lil- Lillian? Oh, Liliana? Ugh. I mean... <laughs> hey. <laughs> but yeah, some, like, some people just name their kids Chris. Like, are for Christian or Christopher? Nope. Just Chris. Yeah, my friend's just Josh. Yeah, not Josh Joshua. Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Or Kathy. Is it not short for anything? No, Kathy's short because she's just not very tall. Just uh, she was born. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Mark doesn't even use her real name. Yeah, I know. Ugh. So our next conversation is on chapter six of Portrait's book. Mm. I know. <laughs> You gotta turn yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there was a quote I found from Paul Troop, and I, I said to Kathy, Do I quote Paul Troop just to trigger Josh? And she's like, How much editing do you want Chris to do? I was like, Yeah, yeah fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like on the timeline, there's like a 15 minute cut. <laughs> the room is like ripped apart. <laughs> I just didn't like his book. <laughs> And we're back. Okay. Josh has calmed down. He's put, he's put down the <laughs> And then the week after that, looking at that five-minute dad podcasty thing. Oh, yeah. I'll send it. I'll send it to you again. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Faithful Dads. Hit up our Instagram or Facebook, at Faithful Dads, to give us your thoughts on our conversation. We would genuinely love to hear from you. We would also love it if you shared this podcast with someone you know and leave us a rating and review in your podcast app so others have a better chance of finding it. See you next episode. We are three dads who are doing a podcast. We are three dads who are trying to be faithful, yeah. I I would prefer to listen to the three guys talk than him chatting with. But the the stuff they chat about is good. (laughs) What what did I say? Did you hear what I heard? <laughs> yeah, he interviews these women. <laughs> I'd prefer to hear three guys talk. <laughs> While they're in the kitchen. <laughs> that is what I heard. Can you hear it now? Uh, yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Is that what you heard? Like, wow. It's not, I'm sure it's not what he meant. No. He's not wearing his less shirt. That's true.